Obviously, we should start with Dearly Beloved. We are gathered here today. Just the actual song? Or no, no, like but one of us saying that. Yeah. It could be me or it could be Ricardo. I feel like it should be Ricardo. Yeah, but it should be like we are gathered here to celebrate this thing called Prince's birthday. Yeah. Okay. Or something. I mean, just, just speak with 7th. your heart and then we'll interrupt you. I'm sure. Dearly Beloved, we are gathered here today to celebrate this thing called birthdays specifically we're here to speak about prince's birthday which is june 7th he would have been Buddies, the podcast for birthdays and buddies and birthday buddies. I'm your host, Figbar. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, John Briggs. And we have a special guest today, Ricardo Antonio Rivera Segundo. Ooh. Nice. We get diversity in the <laughs> podcast so early on. Thank nice. You for, thank you for, sh- for showing up. No, no, but I have something better than that. Oh, Do you know yeah. what my initials are? Uh, no. Uh, wait, say that again, and then I will know. My, my initials. Ricardo, Antonio, I lost oh, right. that. Okay, don't. RAR for the animal inside oh. me. Ooh. Or for the, uh, the file extension. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a, yeah. Well, that's actually a great segue, RARs, <laughs> oh, yeah. because that, that is part of the Prince wormhole that I experienced when I came to know Prince through his music. And when was that? That was, uh, that was probably, well, I think I really fell down the hole 2007 or 2007. Yeah, that was when I, I just came back from traveling South America. Um, and I, there was this kind of prolific forum called Guitars 101. And that's where you could find all of the Prince bootlegs. And there was just oh. people would post links on there. And that's how, you, like once you got names of them, like, the, you know, small, small concert and or small venue, um, and then you would type in these names dot, dot rar and they would show up. This is before like the Digital Millennium Copyright mm-hmm. Act, which now removes all of that. Whoa. But but during that time, it was great. You could get all of all of everything that existed out there. Um, even even like uh, Purple Rain rehearsal videos, which were crazy to see him just like riffing with the with the band. And they, I don't know if it's just black and white, but it almost looks like night vision. It's really it's really wild. And you see him just like you know talking so to Wendy and Lisa. And somebody completely not supposed to be doing what they're doing recording him well it's hard to say it might have been like you know uh the director just filming them rehearse just to see you know what angles and stuff and they left the camera rolling or it could be that he rehearsed it because prince wanted to see what he was like i mean apparently he was kind of very in control of of the band i'm reading this book and he's talking about Basically, Prince told his band if they got nervous, do everything at half speed because you know you want it to look good on camera. You don't want it to. You don't want to rush through everything, and that every, that's like great advice. But apparently, that's something he told his band right before they went on stage before they started filming, which is insane to think that you know here he is, twenty twenty five. I think he was. I think he was twenty five doing this, and he was really kind of nobody when you think about it, right? Like he had nineteen ninety nine, which was definitely a big song and a big album. 
but I don't think he was known really in popular culture until Purple Rain came out and brothers saw him on a motorcycle touching girls. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, there's got to, he had, had to have some followers. Well, no, abso- right. absolutely. But the wide world. No, yeah, exactly. People, it wasn't, I mean, because before that, he was this dude in a trench coat in a, in a thong, really. Uh, and that probably didn't appeal what, to everybody. Uh, Little Red Corvette and Raspberry Beret, are those pre-Purple Rain? No, that's after. That's after Purple oh, Rain. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. That, that allowed him to do that. When you think, yeah, not when you think about it. Those are the ones you always hear on the radio. Right, right. In 1990, or oh, A Kiss was another one, which is kind of a throwaway song. That's a whole nother. Is when Doves Cry his most popular song? I think that song had a resurgence because in the 90s, I think there was some like uh, R&B group that, that redid it. Well, also, it was also in Romeo and Juliet. Oh, oh, Romeo yeah. plus Juliet right. with, with Leo DiCaprio. Yeah, I think. There's like a little kid singing it in like the church. There's yeah. a lot of doves in that movie. That makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't, like, I mean, I like that song a lot i just don't understand why that song is so popular over his other songs um i, I mean it's there's nothing that really stands out to me as far as like pop hits go like 1999 is a fucking that's a pop hit like that's but it, it became more of a pop hit when like new year's eve 1999 was happening right which no, sorry. When New Year's Eve 1998 was happening, <laughs> and it was about to be 1999. <laughs> Even though, um, actually, ahead, listeners, ahead, actually, the song... Uh, Stop yelling. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, tell your story. Um, actually, listeners, the uh, Prince song 1999 is about New Year's Eve 1999, not New Year's Eve 1998. It's about turning into the year 2000 when the world's going to end. <laughs> Two thousand zero zero party over whoops out of time. You right. just refer to our listeners as listeners. Oh, sorry. <laughs> they are called birthday buddies. Can I call buddies? Can so you? Sorry. And can also, we don't need to explain to can we just birthday buddies how fix time that? works. They celebrate birthdays. They love birthdays. They know everything. I'm not editing anything. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going. We're doing great. This is a. We're having a fun time. Nonetheless, every New Year's party that that you, that's a song that probably gets played at least four times. I mean, people, it's a great song. People want to party like that. that. Well, you mentioned that Kiss is a throwaway song. Yes, but I like that a lot. I like that song too. So if you listen to the album Parade, it's the only al- It's the only song on that album that that is like that. It doesn't it doesn't flow at all. And Parade was the soundtrack, or there were a lot of songs on Parade that were part of Under the Cherry Moon, which is the second Prince movie that no one really saw, right? Yeah. And it was in black yeah, and white. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, no one's seen that one. Like, I, and uh, to be honest, I've only seen pieces of it. Um, I watched, a third? There's a third, Graffiti Bridge. Mm-hmm. That one's even stranger, and that's when Prince strangely looks like Michael Jackson. There's a, like this weird overlap there. Oh, no. Um, Michael, whatever, Michael Jackson. Well, yeah. yeah. Michael Jackson, the the... Beer reviewer or Michael Jackson, the pop star? The, the fuck is Michael Jackson, the beer <laughs> There's a guy who reviews beers, and his name is Michael Jackson. There's, there's, there's got to be at least 100 Michael Jacksons in the world. Uh, birthday buddies, I'm going to apologize if I'm too quiet or if I'm too loud. This, uh, the third mic, I don't, I haven't figured out my my mixer yet, but uh, uh, I hope hope you hope you don't hope you don't hate me. We're sorry. Yeah. We wish we'd never done it. Yeah. We're blowing kisses. Wait, done what? Everything. Yeah. Um, so, so I once, uh, I think it was 2000, I'm going to just say it was 2003. I got to be at this cool New Year's party at a bar in San Francisco. And uh, these three scantily clad women who played ukuleles uh, were doing the show. And they covered Kiss. And it was 
It was perfect. It was really weird and not very princey, but it was Kiss. And I bet the place went wild as a result. It's one of those oh, songs yeah. that you throw on that it's just like there's something about it. You just you just feel it. Maybe, and everyone sings it. Maybe you send me one of those. Uh, one of those. I'm sure you've got a hard drives full of uh, bootlegs. Maybe uh, send me a, a good uh, one. A I, good have copy a, and I have a. I have a. Throw throw in a few seconds of that. This well, yeah, like really, like there's yep. there's got to be a point where we can throw in a. Kiss. Right. That, yeah. That's but right. Uh, that requires finding it. I guess I could. You know, to start, it's, it's hard to find. His we got you. Shit. I got his stuff. Don't worry. He's You guys got me. Yeah. We'll yeah. edit this out. I have, I have a, I have a CD. <laughs> Except for the Buena Land Land Damn. Greatest Prince songs you've never heard. And there's, there's a bunch. But so the, the thing about Kiss, it's actually uh, was released by this group called Maserati, right? And they actually have an album and the songs on there. And it's mostly their, their vocals on the, on the final version on Parade. You, you can hear their vocals in the background. But basically, his label was like, "You need a you need a single. There's no singles on this, uh, on this record." And so that's why that's why Kiss came about. But it was just one of those songs that he created for someone else, gave it to them, and and then he took it back. And then he took it back because he was like, oh, "I don't really want to work on this." So he said, "How's this?" And he gave it to them, and they said, "Sure." And it became many, a huge hit. How many songs has he written for other people? Well, I remember this was only like a couple years ago. I realized that Manic Monday was his like. I'm listening to it. I was like, "This song fucking rips off 1999." <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck do the Bangles think they are? And then I was like, "Oh, Prince wrote it. Never mind." <laughs> I don't. I don't rips off 1999. Yeah, it starts the same way. Oh, right, right, right. Same, same, same song, pretty much. But both great songs. Yeah, you did. Nothing compares to you. Yep, I remember. That was also a few years ago when I figured out that that was. Song. You can always tell it's a print song if there's a number two or a U or an eyeball in it. Right, right. Yeah. And and he conducted interviews that way as well. There was a Tavis Smiley interview uh, through email, and that's that's how he writes all his... And, and they published it that way in the magazine. He was doing, like, text-speak before it was, like, a thing. Right. Like, there's no I. It's always E-Y-E. There's no, there's no I. You never see Prince write I. Line or or it's it. an actual eyeball. Right. Right. Of course, I guess this was probably that. Yeah, he started. Did he do that way back when, or is that after? I think the so. Movie? Yeah, he might have. Because, like, I think, I think stuff is like I would die for you. Right. There's a you on there. That's You're Purple right. Rain era. That's You're before right. people had Darling internets and phones. <laughs> I mean, uh, smartphones. We had stupid phones. Yeah, phones with fucking touch tone dialing. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Beep, 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 beep. I was thinking they should make uh, ATMs have touchdown uh, when the, when you uh, hit numbers. It's a horrible just, idea. Just so everybody, so like it's kind of like open carry law. You know, it's like the same idea. It's like everybody's just going to be on guard. You know, so they're like, you know, when you're taking money out, you know, you're you're ready. You're ready for anything. Or you have to be whistling so that people can't hear yeah, your yeah, code yeah. because once they hear it, there's some, uh, you know, Rain Man kid who's going to come up behind. Yeah, or some elite hacksaw. And that? Uh, it's a, an elite hacker. Why is it hacksaw? Because you that's a cool way to spell it, like it's with an like X an and a zero. No, it's not a dinosaur. Hmm. Have you ever seen the movie Hackers? Did Prince invent that. Too? <laughs> Prince invented hacking. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he turned down the role in Hackers. Actually. I think the yeah. important yeah. thing. The Halle Berry role. He's gonna bear all. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, you're mixing uh, swordfish. Yeah, uh, swordfish. Hackers. Angelina Jolie and Halle Berry are not the same person. 
Wait, uh, uh, who's in that? F- something Fisher. What's his name? Uh, Gary Fisher. No, he, no. The Wait, guy. Which which one? Hack, ha- hackers or hackers? Hack, the guy who's the like the uh, works for the company. Fisher Stevens. Fisher Stevens. Is he in that? Yeah, he is. I guess I've never seen him. Oh, like the older guy, but he's cool because he rides a skateboard. Uh, Fisher. Uh, does he ri- he does ride a skateboard indoors? Yeah, yeah but he's like right. older than them. Yes, like they're yes. teenagers, and he like yes. he's like a little bit older generation his, hacker, right? And his yeah. password gets hacked because it's God, and it's like one of the top five passwords or whatever. G O D G O D is his password, right? And they guess it, of course, in like two tries, and then they break in. I mean, uh, I forget the term, but you could just—I'm going to call it strong arm hack. That <laughs> it's not called that. What do you call no, it? No, that's what it's called. Yeah, you could just. I mean, I could. I could have hacked that. You just eventually, you know. There's only. This is not a. This is not a birthday party about hackers, though. No, you're so right. So the important Sorry. thing is, Ricardo. Yes. How did you first get into prints? Okay, so uh, this is kind of a hard story to tell. Take us back. Um, I had a. I had a really. I guess I was a sophomore, and there was a girl I had a crush on named Rachel Foster. We're good friends now. She's married. You know, just to throw that out. Hi, idea. Rachel. Hey, Rachel. So is Ricardo, ladies. Uh, yeah. So he's taken. Um, I know he sounds sexy, and he is, but stay away. <laughs> Thank you, John. <laughs> so, so she was a big fan of Prince, and at the time, his his androgyny just really made me uncomfortable. You know, because um, I was a teenage boy, probably dealing with my own you know, 60% feminine side, because I took one of those um, internet tests that said I was 60% feminine. <laughs> At the time, you uh, took one? Yeah, you know, there was the love right. calculator, and then there was, like, mm-hmm. masculine feminine fem- feminine. Oh, nice. Test, yeah. Yeah, I took the gay test. That was fun. Right. That, But that's, all, yeah. I was 35 to 40% gay, I think. Well, that's, 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 that's yeah, that's probably standard. everyone's, yeah. 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 So then... Uh, she was always talking about Prince, and I was like, whatever, and, and um, she loved Prince, and so I never really paid much mind to him, uh, and then I guess I started listening to my, um, I was working, at, wait, wait, this is hard, so then, I, so then I go to college, okay, and one summer, I'm working at a tropical fish farm, which they're, they're not really, they're freshwater tropical fish, so they're not, it's like they're uh-huh. just in ponds. And so I have headphones and I'm I'm brush whacking around the ponds. I've got follow up questions, by the way. <laughs> like, no on. problem. Yeah, what's brush whacking? Brush whacking well, no, is like uh, instead of the that's little. That's a follow up question. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so the point is, before uh, bef- I get up like at six in the morning and I go and work on this farm for about two hours and then I run and I'm taking like accounting or something at the community college. And during that time, I was listening to headphones. And um, the the lady who got me the job. She had a pretty good CD collection, so she had like Prince's, you know, greatest hits and B-sides or whatever. Um, and so I, I got a CD, and there was a song on there called "Head" uh, that really made me giggle, of course, because you know it's in college. And uh, what album is that off of? Uh, uh, that's an early one. I don't know that one. Yeah, no, "Jack You it's Off." Like, is it similar? Uh, yeah, it's like uh, "Head uh, to Your Lover's Red," nice. uh, "Head uh, Love You Till You're Dead," or something like that. And it, it, the story is like. It's a it's because there's like this girl singing to Prince. Um, I met you and I'm on my way to be wed, but you know I'm gonna give you some head. Of so, course, right? So so that song was like, wow, this guy's crazy. So I remember being a, a kid, and I think he performed at the Billboard Music Awards or the VMAs or something. He was wearing this yellow thing, and he turned around and his ass was out of his pants. He had these two cutouts, and that was like naturally remember, right. And I remember my dad being like, oh, this guy's bugging out. And my mom laughing and thinking it was hysterical. Because <laughs> it is. Right, it is hysterical. So all these things were kind of coming together. And uh, 
also during that time, I used to hit up their stores a lot, and I came across uh, Prince uh, a cassette tape. And the truck I was driving that year only had a cassette deck. Uh, yeah. And so I popped in uh, Controversy. That was the mm-hmm. that was the album. And that, there, I think two things were happening. Because it was a cassette, you know, like... Controversy. Dun, 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 dun. The synth sounds so warm, right? Mm-hmm. And and the beats were awesome. And Was that the one where he's got the, the cool, like the, the classic purple jacket on the, and the newspapers behind him? Yes, yeah. that's Controversy, okay. yes. And, I, and, the, and the lyrics to that were just like, you know, what can I say? They spoke to me, you know? Um, I am of I am of mixed Caribbean heritage, and so you know he's talking about am I black or white? Am I straight? Okay, controversy, and I was like, this is this guy's. Let me tell you. Right, and then and then you so then I started YouTubing it, and then you see that there's a guy named Dr. Fink who's in scrubs and a surgical mask uh-huh. playing the 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 synths, which I thought was like completely wild, right? So I was like, okay, so here this is an awesome band. He's got guitars, he's got this like crazy haircut. He's wearing um, leg warmers, right? Uh, definitely wearing uh, platform shoes, maybe heels actually. He's got a leopard thong on. And, and a trench coat and totally rocking out. And I was like, okay, I, could, I can get with this. So then I just started going down the rabbit hole, started going down the rabbit hole, kept on chasing it. Uh, Guitarist 101, hearing more obscure stuff. And that's when I realized like, I, there was that weird period of like, you know, I like, I like Prince uh, Batman era, you know? Yeah. I like that. Uh, Party Man is a great song, but I don't think it spoke to me like, controversy did i don't think it spoke to me like 1999 did and even even his very first album when he was like 17 the disco album even that just had more like groovy things going on with it um i i've never really listened to the first album it's what the for you is the second album or is that the was the blue there's the one where he's blue right yeah Yeah, that's the second album there's one that's like like straight disco yeah i've never like i try when he you know um, we're not we won't mention yeah. When when he left this earth, yeah. Well, he's immortal, so right. he's obviously not. He's dead. just hanging out in his mothership. Right. Yeah. This is about birthdays. We're not going to talk about. Yeah, this. yeah. He's fifty-eight years old. Fifty-eight years young. Yes, um, yes. So, yeah. When I, when um, when he when he took a quick <laughs> shit. <laughs> when he took a quick shit, I was like, oh, yeah, I gotta listen. To, I'm just gonna go through the years, and then I and I just couldn't really get into that first album. So I was like, I'll, I guess there's a reason why I never really listened to it. Yeah, I mean, I think if if you go back now, you, you can appreciate it a little more. I mean, it's not like if if you really are into Purple Rain, if you really are into Controversy, there's none of that. It's more like groove, kind of yeah, more like it's a fun- it's funk, funk, right, yeah, right, right. When he started playing with Larry Graham, I think he was going back to that. And mm-hmm. even when Shaka Khan joined him too, it was like more of him kind of going back to those roots. And there's like some weird thing in the middle where um, he had like this like crazy funk band. I forgot what it's called, uh, man. But anyway, so in my Prince journey, so I'm, I'm hearing this cassette and it's basically all I listened to for a whole summer. And then that's what did it for me. And I knew like I had some weird connection, you know. I'm I'm born on December seventh, which is not June seventh, but it's December seventh, and so you know seven is a, a special number for him. There's seven letters in my name. Um, purple is my favorite color. There was yeah. a guy named Chuck Bazurik when I was in third grade told me that purple was a girl's color, so I changed it to blue. But then after I learned about Prince, I Wait, what had was that courage. guy's name? Chuck Bazurik. Fuck you, Chuck Bazurik. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Charles. 
Fuck you, Chuck. Um, Fuck Chuck. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what ever happened to that kid. We went to basketball camp together. He but. probably was. He probably kept telling people what colors to wear, and then and then he got yeah. told what and colors fourth, to wear by getting locked in up. In fourth grade, my favorite color was hot pink, specifically hot pink. Like, well, and this guy sitting next to me was like, "That's gay," and I didn't even know what that meant at the time. I was just like, "Oh, can't like hot pink anymore." Yeah, he don't kids. know his history. He don't know his history. <laughs> But oh. pink is actually a man's color. That's the thing about pink. Pink is uh, traditionally, back in the day. Yeah, it was reversed. Yeah. Pink was for dudes and blue was for ladies, yeah. for babies. Pink was considered too tempting for ladies. It's a passionate color. Very, it's very the, passionate. It's the color of uh, passion. Yeah, it is. Looking yeah. around the room, there's not <laughs> much pink in here. No. By the way, we're recording in... Uh, a secret. It's, but this is a uh, secret location number two. Yes. This is a... Uh, this is a cool place. We uh, secret we warehouse we headquarters. Ricardo for letting us record in here. It's a uh, no problem. Very big. I'll give you a hint. We've got lots of snacks. Ooh. So if not for that tape. So if not for like the you, tape, you wouldn't have liked Prince. You probably would have eventually. Something. Uh, maybe. Something. Maybe. I mean. <clears throat> so then you know. Uh, I, again, more of the '90s stuff. Um, I think a song that really changes it for a lot of people. You you kind of see. Prince, the thing about Prince is that he does, like, his influences are really clear, but the thing is, like, he almost does it better, you know, like, that, you you know, Sexy Motherfucker's a great song, right? Oh, yeah. And and I was talking about how it's him doing James Brown, and, like, many ways outdoing James Brown. Like, to me, Sexy Motherfucker is Hot Pants, but his version of Hot Pants, <laughs> right? And then even in, an, you know, like, yeah, you're listening to it, and you're like, oh, you know, this is demeaning to women, but it's not, because he's like, you know, uh, what does he say? I want your, I want your mind, your body. No, I want your mind, not your body, you fool. Dun, 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 dun. I want you, no, not your body, your mind, you fool. Come here, baby. Yeah. You sexy motherfucker. Respectful, you know. He loves to to uh, push boundaries, but it's never. Yeah. It's he never, says weird stuff. He so, d- well, right. Extra lovable is another weird song. There's a there's a there's a demo out there of extra lovable. He released extra lovable in 2000, I think 15 or 14. Um, where he redid it and it's more jazzy, but there's a hmm. there's a really weird part towards the end where he's like, uh, "I really, you know, I really want you, I really want you," and he's like, "Please don't make me have to r-word you." Oh no! Yeah, Whoa. which is weird because he's you know that's like the only time I've ever heard him cross the line. Of course, in the updated version, he no, doesn't. There's that there's that song where he's like, "I love you because I hate you, and I hate you because I love you." Like and he's not saying rape, but he's right. like, it's like a, it's weird. So he definitely pushes boundaries there. Okay, yes, yes. There's I also do. another song I don't remember the name of it, where it's this whole courtroom scene where he's, uh, like, he just says he's gonna cover, I'm gonna cover your ass with this sheet, and he like is humping this lady in front of a courtroom. See, but I, like in a weird, angry way. That's a thing. But then other times he's like, hey, I like your brain. The, and in the end, I think that's that's where he ended with with most women because if if you think about it, uh, well we well around his birthday, people always have great things to say about him, and you know he's like the opposite of Bill Cosby. You know where now there's <laughs> a, there's the opportunity for tons of women to come and say like weird things about him. There really Is hasn't it, been. I wonder if there's a prize for the the opposite of Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to win that award. Prince won it. He, yeah. he won. Yeah. that prize. Uh, yeah, so you know, f- for me, uh, Prince is just like it was, it's like 
he represents truly and this is kind of like cliche but freedom of expression like in, and integrity because he b between his battle with his uh record company and making sure that his yeah. stuff didn't get out there you know too much um you know he's always loyal to his fans and i think that was something that was really special like you know people want to sample him and beat makers but uh he actually released he's for like i think one year people that were part of the the uh, npg like fan club he sold uh, samples to to beat makers so that they could actually do what? his stuff yeah which is cool and it was cheap it was like 100 bucks or something it was like the print sample pack and then later you see people like the beastie boys who they did the same thing but they gave it away for free and people ended up mm -hmm. sampling them up the wazoo but i think that was kind of you know he got hip-hop and apparently there's this album out there called the black album that has a lot of like hip-hop elements um but I think uh, maybe like a week before his release, he pulled it. He changed his mind, huh. which was crazy because there were oh, stores yeah. that had posters for it, that had promotional stuff for it. And then at the very last minute, he changed his mind. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I wonder what that's about. Yeah. I mean, apparently there, there are copies of it floating out there. Um, I don't think I've ever heard it. I, if there are copies, like it's got to, it would, we'd have it, you know, right? In this day and age. I think that's the thing about Prince's fans. Like, they, they hoard it. They feel special that they have something that no one else has. Like, even these, these concerts. Martin Shkreli would probably he also got to get it. Yeah. He also yeah. got to yeah. search for it. Like, right. I've just, I haven't done a very good job, like, pirate-baying right. Prince sure. in the last few years. It, it'll, it'll get easier, I think, now over the next couple of years because he's not around. But he was very vicious for at least the last 10 years. On vacation. Right. Not around, actually. Was pretty, I was thinking, <laughs> oh, that's a, good, that's a better way to say it than me stuttering for 30 seconds. <laughs> uh... Jonathan, yeah. How did you get into Prince, or are you even into it? Oh, I, you know, I would say I'm a, uh, I'm a casual listener. Okay. I like Prince a lot, um, but uh, casually. Was there like a moment? Do you remember your first Prince experience? Mm, not really. I mean, I recently only, I, I only recently got into him as in, uh, probably. Like, in, you know, of course, anytime you can't not fucking bob your head to that. And but uh, I think it was like 2011 maybe when I whoa yeah uh, when I was just like uh, I gotta get I gotta I gotta I gotta listen to this Prince fella and I downloaded I think the first six albums maybe I think up until maybe Parade when did that come out eighty nine uh, no, I want to say later than that maybe oh uh, really. No, no, you're right. You're right. Probably, probably around that time. Like, I, like I remember looking at him, being like, oh, "Okay, so I'm listening to Prince from Purple Rain from was 70s, so. 83 or 84, so maybe like 87 Parade, or maybe you're right, 89. Yeah, that that's probably right. Whatever it is, um, yeah. So, but I really, really walking around New York was just playing uh, two albums. It was for you. Wait, which? So, what's on for you? That the it's gonna be lonely. Is that I want to be your lover. I want to be, be your yeah, lover. Yeah. It ends mm -hmm. with it's, it's gonna be lonely, and like that song, every I'd be riding on the train and just fucking just like it's gonna be lonely. Oh, actually singing it over, and I was just like, I mean, it was at a time in my life where I had just broken up with my ex girlfriend, mm -hmm. and, and like I was you know I was a little a little lost certainly. Um, Certainly, romantically, I, I had no one, and I was fine with that. But the song, you know, it's gonna be without you, and I, and I didn't feel it about her specifically. Just, you know, just feeling feels, and um, and then shortly after is when, uh, not shortly after, like six months later, I met 
my current girlfriend, the wonderful Andy Christens, and uh, I set my, I had a shitty Windows phone at the time. <laughs> you could set any MP3. I remember that phone. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes, it was also around the time when I met yeah. you. So, well, yeah, probably was, that was 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe I met you in 2010. But Wait. 2012, maybe? No, no. It was 2011 or later. 2011. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, and then, so I set Jack you off was her, mm. when, it, when we first started <laughs> dating, that was her specific thing, too. Uh, she liked it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Really nice. uh, but, yeah, that's that's when I got into them, and, you know, again. I, I got to listen to those, like, the early, the earliest of albums, I, I don't have as much familiarity with. Yeah, you're with. like a '90s Prince guy, which is rare because most people are not a fan of that yeah. era. Well, are you anybody going to ask me how I? Yeah. Okay. Fig bar, please tell us how did you fall down the wormhole? Oh, so oh, yeah, I have. I'm going to ask that too. Hey, okay. how did you get princed? Oh, I got princed by. So uh, I was trying to remember this earlier today because I knew it would come up, and it's like. I don't know if it was Tim Burton's Batman or it couldn't have been because my parents both were Prince fans and they must have been listening to Prince before that. That's probably when I like was a little bit more aware of his music because I do remember a moment when I asked my mom who Prince was and she said he's like Michael Jackson but cooler, <laughs> which is a perfect description. It's the same way I got into Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I came home from school and she was like, I rented this movie. It's called Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. They're like the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and I was like, great, but cooler. But cooler, mom, you're great with comparisons. Um, I thought you were gonna say it's like Back to the Future, but cooler. And I was gonna be like, uh-uh. no, 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 no. no, no. She just, she just knew how to relate it, you know. Uh, because, yeah, the Tangerine Ninja Turtles trapped in time. That, so like, yeah. I had probably been listening to Prince since I was a baby, but um, I guess when I became more aware of him was middle school. And my dad is a giant Prince, more of a Prince fan than my mom, and so like he has almost every single album. Wow. So that's why I know a lot of 90s prints, because I was a middle schooler in the 90s, and so we weren't just listening to all the old hits. We were listening to everything that was coming out. So Emancipation, three three cassette tape set was uh, <laughs> what we listened to a lot. Um, was yeah, that, so was I guess I have no defining moment, really, other than just, like, yeah, just, just middle school and, like, figuring out who you are in middle school and then, like, your dad is a giant fan of this dude who sings wonderful things like like uh if i gave you diamonds and pearls would you be a happy boy or a girl and you're just like cool gender is fluid <laughs> and you like learn that then instead of later so i guess i was fortunate i feel like i had another good example of prince in there i mean he, he taught but me no. a lot. he taught me a lot he has so many good lyrics yeah he t- I mean, he was there for you when you needed yeah, a shoulder yeah, to cry yeah, on. Definitely. Also, being yeah. in middle school and just like lots of like women women moaning sounds in his music. Oh, that like was uh, cool. daddy daddy pop off of the album Diamonds and Pearls, where this lady or maybe Prince, but maybe the lady goes like, "Oh, daddy!" Like oh, daddy. When, you're, when you're 12 and you get boners all the time, it's like, oh. <laughs> You don't listening to your mini disc well, it's like and, uh, <laughs> you don't know how to find porn unless you find it in the woods, <laughs> and you're just like, I guess I'll just rewind this Prince tape and listen to this a couple of times. To me, baby. So yeah, he's helpful. He's helpful. Yeah, of yeah, course. He's a he's a he's a guardian angel. Yeah. But Apparently, he had guardian angels. Oh yeah. He what? used to suffer from seizures when he was a little boy, and. uh 
one day he came and told his mom that the angels came down and told him that he wasn't gonna have any more seizures he was gonna be okay so is is he a jehovah's witness is that he he died on record sorry he went on vacation as a jehovah's witness as he far as i know raised in the faith? he was raised in the yeah. faith he was raised in the church his parents were religious from what i understand because um, i've been reading things recently about how he never he's never told anybody about his his charity right contributions right and i think that's part of probably his faith i mean from from the stories i hear the quest love talks about how you know he preached to him um or rather prince yeah prince preached to quest love um and larry graham is a jehovah's witness and that was supposed to be like a spiritual mentor and uh, that's that's how it all happened and it kind of makes sense because like that period you're talking about in the 90s and, and sexy motherfucker and all that came out and then after that he kind of was quiet for a little bit and then and then this is like the new prince came out where he was kind of like more well he had that rave thing going on right joy into the, the new whatever which that oh, was kind of uh, rave unto the joy fantastic rave unto the joy my fantastic least, my least favorite prince haircut era yes yes yeah absolutely like that that period is just i, I have even i've my love for there's, prince is immense i just can't get it there's just a great song it. on that album his hair is terrible but there's a song called hot wit you okay or hot with which hot with you <laughs> and it's like ooh, want to get hot with you get you underneath the cream and ooh, get you doing things you thought you'd never do that sounds i want to get hot with you like an awesome pretty um, for for both me and the birthday buddies can you describe that what the hair of this it's was? straightened it was like uh, it was like nine like late 90s early aughts like like like, like weird I, I, michael jackson that's why yeah it's sort of like like somebody who has curly hair somebody I just realized the album is called prince oh, the one <laughs> that's the, the one i was thinking <laughs> yeah, yeah. that makes sense yeah it's is the one where, yeah, it's the blue one where he's, he, because his hair, uh, the reason you made me think of it is because I can picture the cover now, and he has straight, long straight hair in that. Right. I mean, it's it was, kind it of was different. out. Yeah, like it was that different, because that's, like, what, 70s, 80s straight black hair? This is, like, yeah, yeah this is, like, weird, this is weird, creepy 90s, like, like, super straight, but kind of curves in on his face, and it's, like, longish, but shortish, and it's, like, a lot of girls had that haircut, and it's cool that he's doing a girl haircut. It's just like girls didn't look good in that haircut mm. either. That's bad. I re- recently saw it. somebody illustrated every single one of his haircuts from like every year, and it's great. You just look at all of them. Like there's an animated <laughs> gif as well, and it's like oh, but right when it gets the Raven to the Joy Fantastic, it's like Ugh, really, dude. That's the worst. I, I, the one the image the haircut that I'm seeing quite clearly is like sort of the weird. Uh, that band corn like those uh, braids yeah, that are okay. sticking out oh, of yeah. your head that yeah. you know prince had that too oh, no. yeah but Bastard. i like it i like how he never stopped like no. people say that madonna is constantly reinventing herself but so is prince yeah i don't think all he, the time yeah, there was never he barely did a bunch the same of bonker stuff yeah i have a wonderful story about sexy motherfucker since i think we've mentioned that yeah at least four times absolutely uh and so when i was 13 i got to visit my grandpa who's swiss in switzerland with my father and uh, we were driving around, and my dad brought some cassette tapes to play uh, in in Europe. I guess American cassette tapes play in European cars. Wow. Whoa! F- no, fun, fun, no regions on those. Uh, fun fact. Uh, the the reason we all stopped talking for a second <laughs> is because Big Bar got attacked by some kind so, of something. giant bug. Yeah. Um, 
so my dad was a little nervous what his dad would think about Prince. Like, I don't know if he had had a lot of exposure. And, uh, and so Sexy Motherfucker comes on, and it gets to the... I mean, my dad's dad was, like, he was laughing the entire time. He was enjoying it, definitely. Like, you know, the... Burm, 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 you sexy motherfucker. Like, he, he got it. But then once it came to sexy motherfucker shaking that ass, shaking that ass, shaking that ass, my grandpa like lost it. And I'm glad he didn't crash the car. <laughs> 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 okay, well, lost it as in he was just He was, just, he was cackling. Right. He just thought it was great. It's a great video. My da- I mean, my dad's a weirdo, and yeah. my grandpa's also a weirdo. My, just, my dad wasn't sure if my grandpa was the kind of weirdo that would appreciate uh-huh. Prince. Well, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree, my friend. I guess so. Here's my other question. Have either of you been to a Prince concert? No. Yes. Okay. Only once. Fig Bar, please. Mine was in Reno, Nevada. Whoa. Stadium concert. He had a, it was whatever year or tour he was doing his like red suit, but one, one half of the bottom of the suit was longer than the other half. And uh, it was pretty great. It was a weird concert because it was all, it was mostly white people most of them college girls and then some middle-aged dudes mm. and then like me and my grandparents on my mom's side <laughs> <laughs> but the college girls and the middle-aged dudes equally were just flipping out so hard because it was prince and it was great um that's what i remember most not the songs mm-hmm. and in the very end he got a whole bunch of people to come up and like dance with him they were all ladies except for one dude who was in like a neon either pink or yellow like zebra print pimp suit and so he was allowed to dance on well, stage with well. the with the ladies and with prince yeah i mean you you have to be a you have to be a good dresser i think when you go to a prince concert that's kind of yeah. like it's important he, he appreciates that you also got to be outrageous you're not going to be invited on stage right and be a dude right what did you wear if uh, i was probably wearing overalls or something that's, so, that's something <laughs> And you probably had a pe- I had probably like a piece of hay in my mouth and a little cowboy hat. You're, you're from Oklahoma, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. No, that's uh, sorry, sorry, Oklahoma. I'm sure we don't have any Oklahoma birthday buddies yet. We're trying to get you. That's why we're pretending like Fig Bar is from Oklahoma. Right. You you saw him at MSG Madison Square Garden. That's interesting because I I was not intending to see him at Madison Square Garden. Initially, the concert was scheduled to be at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey, uh-huh. of all places. Um, and we had my roommate at the time, uh, Christopher Jones, who's also uh, a huge Prince fan um, and now a lawyer. Um, just in case you guys are looking for uh, immigration attorneys in Utica, <laughs> uh, look up Christopher Jones. He'll represent Utica. You. Utica. Utica birthday buddies. Yes. Pay attention. Uh, shout out. Shout out. Utica immig- immigrant green card seeking birthday buddies. Prince loving immigrant seeking birthday buddies. Yes. Um, and he bought the tickets, and so we had basically uh, really up close uh, seats in New Jersey. Uh, and then the show got canceled out of nowhere. Okay. Any explanation? No, there's none. And it said that there was hmm. going to be another show added to Madison Square Garden, right, on a different day. But that was fine because Madison Square Garden is closer. Great. So I was the person that was um, that was my responsibility to buy tickets this time around. And people who had tickets for the other show 
had preference but you had to go onto Ticketmaster and you had to wait there and you know the clock was winding down and then you have to go and like click tickets and so um i do it and i buy the tickets and i'm excited because they're right next to the stage or maybe like four four rows back yeah, and so I'm super excited, and then I'm Holy looking shit. at the, I'm looking at the stage. I'm looking at a diagram of the stage, and the diagram of the stage is the the prince symbol, right? The glyph. And we're, we're Jonathan, do you know what the prince symbol is? Yeah, of course. Okay. It's yeah. Bir- birthday buddies do too. We don't patronize. Right. <laughs> so so what, since you know, there's this. Yeah, so, I of course know. Since you know, there's a sort of the. Uh, it's that it's that thing. There's the circular part, right, that's on top. Yeah. And our four seats, I went with Rachel, who was my friend that turned me on to Prince, and so everything's full circle. Oh, Her sure. cousin and then Chris Jones, and we're there. And um, I realized that that's probably the back of the stage, and I oh, panic. No. I freak out because I, I just, and they were, I'll be honest, they were like $250 tickets, and so... You know, I almost at the time maxed out one of my credit cards trying to, to get all these Prince tickets, and then I realized I, I can't be at the back of the stage. Oh right? shit! So I log back on, and so now I go towards the the more phallic portion of the the symbol, and I happen to get four seats as well there. Right? So now I have eight tickets, but I only need four. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so you definitely maxed out. Your so so I definitely so I definitely did, which made me nervous. But you know, I figured you know, with all these ticket reselling things, it wouldn't be a big deal. So um, so we go to the concert, and um, I I didn't sell. I sold two tickets, and then I didn't sell the two, two other tickets. I, I wasn't able to sell, and so I'm I'm out in MSG, and it's like outside of MSG, it's it's really cold, it's wet. Um, there's snow on the ground. You know the scalpers are out there. They didn't want to offer me face value. Date? I'm sorry if you already said it. It, it was it was in January. Uh, I want to say it was late January. I don't remember the day, although I should know it because it was such an amazing experience. But you I remember, yeah, I remember everything was very very vividly. And what I remember is that if there was an opener, I missed that because I was trying to sell my Prince tickets outside, and I was trying to get kids to buy them. And they were they wanted you know nosebleed seats, and I had really good seats. So anyway, I didn't get to sell them. I ended up selling to a scalper for for uh, well below face value, but I got a little bit of my money back, and I go in. And I'm excited, and you know, it's it's crazy when you go on like the floor when you have floor seats, right? They were like super, super, super really cool seats that had these cocktail tables that were right next to the stage, like literally right next to it. I don't know how you got those tickets because those were not available to me. You had to know somebody. You had to be VIP. Oh yeah. Or, or pay a thousand. Or maybe pay a thousand dollars, but nonetheless, I was ten rows back, you know, um, and and I, and I'm there. I can see them, and the the lights go dark, right? And then there's one light that, that shines on him, and he's playing his piano. And he's got this, it looks like a grand piano, but it must be like some digitized thing, because he's playing samples on the piano of all his songs. So he does this crazy medley, right? And then he starts playing uh, Darling Nikki. And everyone goes crazy. Ah! And he goes, I can't play that song, right? And then goes to another song. And after the medley's done, he jumps on top of the piano, okay? Says, Go ahead, take your pictures. And he stands there for a good like two or three minutes. People are screaming. And he goes, You finished? Let's get this started. And then immediately picks up guitar and starts jamming. And it was amazing. It was like the most amazing concert I've ever seen. He had these two twins um, that, that happened to be Dominican. I don't know why I know the ethnicity of all of them, but I like the fact that he helps Latinos out. So uh, he has these two Dominican twins that are on roller skates that are flying, uh, just flying around the stage the whole time. <laughs> 
His drummer's awesome, I, and by the way, I, I was totally happy that I, I purchased the seats that I did because I would have been behind the drummer and just been watching the drummer's yeah, ass the whole yeah. time. Because there's and only paid a lot of and I would have paid a lot of money, and he only went behind that area once. So I feel really bad for the people that are over there, but I was so happy that I that I I done that. Um, and then for me, the highlight was uh, he brings some girl who at the time was on Gossip Girl onto the stage, and and I don't remember the song because it really uh, to me that wasn't nearly as important. But he brings out Maceo Parker. Right. Who, if you don't, well, birthday boys know that he is James Brown's. Buddies. Yeah. Birthday, birthday buddies. Birthday buddies know that uh, birthday James. Birthday boys is a great uh, sketch group. Yeah. Now, now defined yeah. sketch group yeah. that tours uh, maybe once a year, but they're, they're great. It was a f- the Freudian, Freudian, Freudian shout out. Um, Freudian shout out. So, so then, uh, yeah, so then Maceo Parker comes out and he's, he's playing and Prince goes to the girl and goes, you don't even know who this is, do you? And he continues to rip it. And Maceo Parker like plays on stage with him for at least another two songs. Totally kills it. What was the? What, did you say a Gilmore Girl or Gossip Girl? <laughs> oh, that's way less. Cool. Gossip Gossip Girl, right? I think that's the show. Why was she there? I don't know. I just thought like he was. She was like some cute girl, and so he was like, "Hey, you come on stage." And she was. Famous. I saw a thing recently that like Kim Kardashian got brought up like before she was a famous. A, like a, yeah. I mean, he had a thing before for she girls. was for some reason famous. Yeah. And then she wouldn't dance, and he was just making fun of her for not dancing, yeah. and then kicked her off stage. Yeah, that totally. I mean, he was he. Then that's kind of the same thing that happened here. This girl was totally overwhelmed, and he he just kind of like dismissed her, right? But the thing about the Prince concerts, and I think Figbo, you maybe if you don't remember this, then maybe he was doing things differently. But I'm pretty sure he was. Is at the end of each song, there is a person in his entourage whose job is to catch his guitar. Now, if you watch videos of Prince at a lot of his concerts, there's a, obviously the most famous, I think, video or example of this. George the, the George Harrison tribute, which is amazing. You see a little George Harrison mini clone in the back, uh, <laughs> happy as hell when, when Prince is, is killing the solo. Wait, is, was that George Harrison's son? Yes. Oh, yes, yes yeah. Mini clone. Yeah, whatever his name he looks just like him, though. It's crazy. It's crazy. He looks like a, a, identical to, to young George Harrison. So yeah, it's it's someone's job. So you know, Prince has like the yellow guitar. He's got the white one. He's got a purple one. He's got so he's constantly pulling out these different guitars. And at the end of each song, at different points in the stage, he literally just takes it off. You know, takes the strap off, just chucks it up, and this guy has to catch it. And I'm just watching this in awe of like this dude just following Prince around the stage, waiting for it to happen. What a job! What if like what if he drop it? Yeah, like if he drops it, Prince is like, "Oh man, I have to buy a new guitar." No big whoop, but that guy probably gets fired. I don't know. Like, how, how do you get fired? Or by not? Prince? Or maybe he's just like, "Oh, that's okay. You caught you caught like thirty five out of thirty six of them. You're yeah, doing good." I gotta imagine they're they're all kind of like priceless too. I'm sure he doesn't have just like they're not insured copies of. Like I'm sure, he, I mean, he's custom guitars. All I'm saying, if this maybe, has been the same person, maybe it's all an act. Maybe they're on strings, uh, and like they wouldn't actually. No, like, no way. No, this nah. this would have been too I much of a production. That video, the, it, it looks yeah, like no, it, it just bent, goes because you don't see the guy that catches it. It, it just goes into in the, the air, and it looks like it just disappears. I like it better that he's just magic. Yeah, because it appears that he just teleports onto that stage, uh, and then his yeah, guitar guitar know. teleports off. It's just really good editing. Whoever yeah. whoever edited that. But who is this guy? How do you interview for a job like that? Where is he now? Um, it has to be the oh, same person, he's right? No, he's got no no leader right now. Right. Like, who who else does he... Like, oh, well, what are your job qualifications? Oh, I've been catching Prince's guitar for the last 20 yeah, years. Yeah, he's just going to be like the Mike Handler for Justin Bieber or something. Oh. No. 
And he'll never get the respect he deserves. No, no he's got to get a, He'll get a better job than Justin Bieber. He was the Prince guitar catcher. Yeah, but I'm sure the only people that really respect him are Uber Prince fans. I wouldn't even know about it. I wouldn't even think to look, look up. But somebody, somebody who wants to be a guitar tosser and who's looking for a guitar <laughs> catcher, they're going to know that well, guy. Clearly. They're going to be like... That's true. Or if they're not, then like their people are they're like... There's probably a whole network of guitar catchers. I, I feel like that's an... And guitar catcher agents? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's an inimitable thing. I don't think anybody will even attempt to try to do that. Even your right. I mean, you either smash your guitar because it's punk rock, or you don't even bother throwing it. Right. I mean, nobody even does that anymore because guitars are fucking expensive, and then it's mm. impossible to make music. <laughs> I mean, make money off of music unless you get your song in a commercial he, or a movie. I'm, sh- I'm sure he might have been top happy band in Bushwick still smashing guitars. It was like whenever I used to see kids. Uh, Stepping on their skateboards, it's like that's a fifty. That's fifty dollars for that yeah. deck. And guitars are significantly more expensive than fifty dollars for a deck. Well, um, yeah. we got to do our other segments. Yeah, I mean, I was th- I was thinking that like his whole story of his first concert would probably be a good, like actual, uh, cold open. But it's like fit ten minutes long. Well, I mean, edited. Yeah. yeah. That's just it's just a suggestion. You can edit parts. this all out. There's I mean, plenty of sp- pauses. I'm not gonna edit this out. I'm gonna <laughs> let everybody listen to us fight. Yes, out you are. What Wait, but but what we need to do now for our first break is I think ask somebody whether what uh, a favorite Prince song Ooh, is. Okay. Yeah. I made the mistake. Okay. This is a good one. Ricardo. Uh, yes. Ricardo. Sorry. Name ah favorite Prince song. Uh, the Ballad of Dorothy Parker. Ooh. Yes. Um, everything about the song is is the magical subject. to me. The, the subject. What so, a wonderful woman. What a wonderful woman. Although, right, it's, it's his Dorothy Parker. Oh, right? It's not see. the Dorothy Parker. Oh. Dorothy was a waitress at the promenade. She worked the night shift. Dishwater blonde. She was tall and fine. She got a lot of tips. That's how it starts. Birthday buddies. Dorothy Parker. Dorothy Parker. Yeah. And, and to me, the part that like really makes the song is uh, this. So he's hanging out with he's hanging out with this girl who's his Dorothy Parker, and um, you know Prince is kind of dating somebody, and so she's like, "Hey, do you want to take a bubble bath?" And Prince is like, "Yeah, okay, I'll do it, but I gotta wear my pants. You know, I gotta keep my I gotta keep my pants on because I'm going with somebody." No, no, he just has pants. So he's like, you know, he's probably went over to this girl's I house afterwards. I mean, what is um, the promenade? I'm assuming is I, I can't tell like if this is like a fancy restaurant or is it like a food court. But it's probably not a food court. I mean, it could be a food court. Prince was, you know, he was an everyman. He would the promenade. He, the promenade. I mean, we're talking. Pro- Are we and, and would this be in uh, Minneapolis? I would assume so. That's why. That's why. I see, in my mind, it was always a food court. When I hear the song, I just imagine like this really attractive kind of unassuming well, Minneapolis beauty. Minneapolis has the Skyway, as I learned from a replacement song. So that is probably well, maybe, maybe it's uh, maybe it's by the Skyway. Maybe it's by the Skyway. And and so he deals with like you know this being aroused, but also want you know wanting to be faithful. And then the bubble bath is this way of him like sharing this moment with this this beautiful woman, but not actually you know mm. crossing any any boundaries. That almost sounds like somehow more intimate than uh, fucking. Well, I, I mean, I guess you could I guess you could see that, but that's kind of interesting, right? That you could like you could be more intimate than actual you know. Yeah. You know, is it regretful by the end of the song? I don't know this. Song. No, no. What, where? What? What's it from? Ah, uh, Dorothy was a man. Uh, that is. Uh, that is. That might be Sign of the Times. 
actually. Okay. Oh, but the, there's an even more interesting part why I like this song is because the like the orchestration behind it. Apparently, it's like kind of got this weird slow sort of warped beat, and apparently, he was recording the song. And he had the instrument track, um, and there was a power outage. And then he only got like half his power back. You ever you ever been in a power outage where then like you only get like half oh, yeah. the power back? Brownout. A brownout, right? And so then the tape player that was playing the the instrument part was playing really slow. And so he said, "Screw it, I'm going to record it like this." Mm-hmm. And so that's how that's how the song came about. And it sound it sounds really cool when you, when you hear it, you're like, "Oh yeah," it kind of sounds like a a song that like a beat that Pharrell would make. You know, you're like, when I hear that song, I'm like, man, Pharrell probably heard this and was like, this is going to be my whole thing. Mm-hmm. Is the ballad of Dorothy Parker. So the the moral of the song is when you're feeling that way, just take a bubble bath, and because he says next time I'll do it sooner. Yeah. Oh, nice. Next time I'll do it sooner. This is the ballad of Dorothy Parker. It's really good. You just gotta hear it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. We'll take a quick break. Welcome back, birthday oh, buddy. We were going to say it together. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will. Oh, okay. But, okay, when we say it, we go quack talk. Quack like talk. So, <clears throat> welcome back, birthday buddies. Uh, this is a new segment we have lined up for you. Uh, a little segment we like to call quack talk. Uh, Ricardo, when's the last time you had guacamole? Um, I don't, maybe, maybe about a week ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what was the recipe? What style? Um, well, I I like the classic Haas uh, avocado. Generally, I do a lot of um, lemon, a, a little bit of lime. You got to put plenty of salt in there. You got to put plenty of salt in there. That's kind of the the main kicker. And then um, there's you know it depends what I have on hand. If I have like some some dulce peppers, I'll put those in there too. Um, but yeah, you gotta have peppers and then onion. Uh, I prefer red onion. I think that's really the way to go. So Ooh, yeah. Some wow. people put other things in there. Um, you can even you can even caramelize onions if you really want to get crazy. I love out caramelized there. onions. I don't know if it belongs in in, in guac necessarily. Jo- hey, well, uh, I'm an onion. Okay, this is not about your perfect guacamole recipe. I, this I, is Jonathan. What? When's the last time you had guacamole? The last. Does it ca- does it count if it's basically just mashed avocado? It absolutely know? counts. Okay, so. Um, it was probably on Saturday. I, uh, what? Fun, oh. fun fact, mm-hmm. guacamole comes from huacocatl, which is the indigenous term for the avocado fruit, which means testicle fruit, and mole, meaning sauce. So guacamole is just testicle fruit sauce or avocado sauce. So if you just mash up some avocados and it's a sauce, that's guacamole. Nice. Ball sauce. Ball uh, sauce. Last time I had ball sauce. Yeah, it was, I, um... This this is like a weird. Uh, it was like mashed um, avocado had a little bit of soy sauce, 
and uh, Ooh, fusion. No, I didn't have any sort of um, acidic thing like mm. lime juice or lemon juice. Wow. But I added just um, I got some Chili Lab salt, which they make some good salt blends. Mm. It's like a, it was a smoked paprika uh, kind of salt, but a spicy smoked paprika salt, and it was good. That sounds good. It was for breakfast. I had that. And, and that can be good. Toast. I've I've done like a half avocado with balsamic in it. Just balsamic is like but, soy hey, sauce. Big bar. We're not here oh. to talk about oh. how oh. you've had guac. We're here to talk about that sounds the nice. last time you've had guac. Balsamic. That last time nice. I had guacamole was this uh, this last weekend. And uh, I did my, my typical uh, mash up some avocados, throw in salt and pepper, sometimes cumin, sometimes not. Definitely a lot of lime. I do more lime. I'm not a lemon guy. Oh. I'm a lime guy. Depends um, on if you you like that bitter or you like that sweet. And then uh, I'm pretty lazy, so I'll just like mix in whatever salsa I have, whether it's like high quality salsa or like some stupid jarred salsa. Right. But uh, I like a little bit of that yeah, that yeah. T- tomato and spice in my guac. I know like pure guacamole doesn't have salsa in it, but I do a I do a combo like more of a more of a like two thirds or three quarters guacamole to. Uh, I forgot my fractions. The rest of it, salsa. salsa. Are, are we talking picante hot sauce here, or is this more of a mild situation? Uh, sometimes I'll throw in a hot sauce, like just straight up hot sauce, but usually some form of All salsa. Right. Like, right. I'm from California, so I'm used to like seven different varieties of fresh salsa in right. the in the supermarket, and now yeah. now all I have is like some weird jarred stuff in the bodega. Newman's paste picante sauce. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you can go to like a whole your Whole Foods or whatever your local version of a Whole Foods is in your neighborhood, and they'll have and they'll have still it's like Green Green Mountain and there's like no, a desert I mean, something. No, but they have the refrigerated salsa, which is like oh. gonna be. But it's it's still like in a t- like you can't like it's not like going to a Mission Burrito place and getting like having a salsa. Bottle no, the fresh there. salsa that I'm talking about from California is still packaged, oh. but it's refrigerated. Mm. Where it's hard to find refrigerated in New York. That's true. Yeah, they have shelf stable. Yeah, true that. True that. There's a, there's a guy Jalapa Jar. I wanted to carry his Jalapa Jar. Yeah, check him out. He's uh, he's like started. In, he's from Austin, I think, but he's in Brooklyn and he does he does fresh salsa. So it's like, it's, you know. All right. Well, shout that out brings to Jalapa Jar. <laughs> Jalapa Jar. That brings us to our next segment called. Why does it bring us to our next segment? Well, that's a terrible segment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is our next segment? I have n- I had no cue. I just, I just, Captain Figbar, I just have one more for, so for Guac Talk. I have one more fun Guac Talk. Guac Talk. In, yeah, I mean, this in, the, in the South, uh, there's a colloquial name for an avocado, and it's called an alligator pear. And I think that's going to change the way that you look at an avocado in the future. I like an alligator that. pear. Alligator pear? Like as in a pair of testicles from an alligator? Because I could picture... <laughs> I'm picturing an alligator's balls, and and it's. I didn't think about it that way, but yeah, but absolutely. Because well, Florida avocados, which they, is that what grows there? Do Haas, Haas don't grow there. Right? Well, no, not not that I'm aware of. I mean, the ones that you generally find are are the Florida avocados, are, the big wh- ones. Why aren't people planting fucking Haas avocados in Florida? A fun fact. Okay. It takes seven years uh, to grow an avocado tree. And then you have to have another, like, it's the male and female cross-pollinization oh, thing happening in order for you to, to bear fruit. But then once that happens, they're generally pretty prolific. They make a lot yeah, of avocados. Avocado city. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's people in Florida that throw away avocados because they're just, like, falling yeah. down all the time. I, like, I don't know what to do. Another podcast a shame. I listen to, a guy has an avocado tree, and, it, and it's, like, the bane of his existence. Mm-hmm. Like, rodents climb up it. 
and like bite take like little bites out of it and they fall down and smack land on his car and, like it's just like he's like oh, you can't eat avocados fast enough which it sounds insane oh i could yeah I or you could talk talk so this podcast that you listen to about this guy with the avocados on his car uh-huh so you listen to that i assume not a couple minutes ago but sometime in the past yes well that Brings us to a wonderful segment that we call Beautiful this, day. Day. this Day in Birthstree. What happened on June 7th? Well, first of all, sorry, I gotta say, the June 7th is the 158th day of the year, except since this is a leap year, it's the 159th. 159. Whoa. 159. Is that. Is that We're almost halfway there. So, what happened on this day in, oh, in Birthstree? Yeah. Um. 1892, Benjamin Harrison becomes the first president of the United States to attend a baseball game. Good for him. It's kind of weird. Benjamin Harrison? Yeah, who's That's that? the name of the president? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you just what? said? Yeah. yeah. What? 1892. So that would have been, yeah, that would have been When Columbus sailed the ocean blue? No, no, no. <laughs> Come on. No, he was like, wow, wh- who are these emancipated slaves? There must have been a, uh, some, some other president here. <laughs> well, Columbus got caught in a time warp, yeah. and then he'd show it up again later after... The what is his name? After the George Revolutionary Harrison? War. Benjamin Harrison. <laughs> I've never heard of that guy. Yeah, I There's mean, a probably lot of too much. Presidents. Besides go to a baseball game. That's kind of exciting. Yeah. How, uh, wait, wait, wait. N- when was the hot dog invented? Did he, go, <laughs> did he go to a baseball game without a hot dog? Because that oh, would be... A hot dog had to be around, right? You think so? I don't know. Like, there was it sausages. Does like but early, it does seem like an early yeah. 20th century. Birthday buddies, rest assured, our oracle is on the job. Wait. Trying, to figure, out, trying, to, figure, trying to figure out when the Frankfurter... Well, not the Frankfurter, yeah. the hot I guess the American hot dog is going to be different than the Frankfurter. Well, because we called it hot dogs because of World War II, because we couldn't call them wieners uh, or Frankfurters because that's German. Right. So they were around before then. Right, right. So that, those are the people that must have brought them it's over. Pre, it's pre-1940s. Yeah. But 1892 is early. I mean, what but, was he? But specifically peanuts? hot dog. That's got to be. Around on 18... So I skipped over the whole, like, German history bullshit, because who gives a fuck about Germany, right? Around 1870, on Coney Island, German immigrant Charles Feltman began selling sausages and rolls. So probably the hot dogs probably existed. Were they being served in baseball stadiums, you know, around... around Wait, what year? 1870. Oh, oh wow, and, yeah. Uh, actually, if you guys are into hot dogs, which I am, but I never eat them, <laughs> I'd like to eat more of them. Uh, Charles Feltman, so he is the he was he was like the original uh, he was like the original Nathan's famous recipe guy. Oh wow, I think. What? Um, there's a guy that currently makes his supposed recipe, but maybe I'm get, maybe I'm getting my history wrong. <laughs> kinds of crazy. Well, we're, we're, Nin- in we're, we're off. We were on events. I don't give a shit. Oh, we're just going willy nilly. Yeah. All right. We, we said okay. All right. You wanna? Uh, I listen. I. I that's what caught your eye. Let's talk. Let's go birds. Let's go birds. Okay. I just like that. Uh, I just learned that Tom Jones is Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So Tom jo- Tom Jones was born on on June seventh in what? Nineteen forty. Yeah, and he's Welsh. Yeah. He's Welsh. It's very surprising to me. Is it another Tom Jones? No, it's Tom Jones. He sings like this. He's a man from America. There's no way he's Welsh. No, yeah, he's yeah, definitely Welsh. And, yeah. and it's like the first time I found out. You, you knew he was Welsh? I did. What? But this is even crazier. Is that and Figbar? You may have seen this video with me recently, but there's a great video of David Gilmour and Tom Jones singing "Purple Rain." No, I haven't seen that. Yeah. It's, wow. It's pretty intense. Whoa. Yeah. 
Gotta check that out. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll put it on. Put it on. Imagine. Tom Jones, purple, double breasted suit. Well, uh, our, our guest, Ricardo, uh, is, a, is a big World War II buff. Or World War II. I'm not, I'm not a buff. I'm, I'm an enthusiast. I think, it was a enthusiast. Cra- I think it was a crazy war. It was a crazy it's time not, yeah. to be alive. It's it was it's, insane. It's, you know? it's, it's everybody, it's, everybody played everyone, in every country yeah. that was involved. I think was. everyone can agree that it's fun to think about. World War yeah. II is fascinating. Uh, I, it don't, is. I don't watch so, enough. Uh, so... We got it. We got a couple of World War II things All right. to uh, talk about because talk of our on. because of our World War II enthusiasts. Here. This should probably be a sub segment of this, this day. day. I don't think we're gonna do this again. It's just for Ricardo. Uh, well, well, thank you. We'll see. Well, thank you. Well, if I ever come back, just so we'll, I really like the show again. Band of Brothers. So <laughs> Every, I, I think I get to do World War II stuff, too. Every time you look up a date, there's like six different things that happened in World War II on different years yeah, on I'll that date. i one that sounds cool. Okay. So, any of those catch your fancy? If they don't, we'll just delete this whole thing. Don't delete it, Jonathan. The Aleutian Islands Campaign. Imperial Japanese soldiers begin occupying the American islands of Atu and Kiska in the Altuin Islands off of Alaska. I, I pronounced it two different ways. Yeah, I'm pregnant. <laughs> well, that's that whole thing. I was boring. <laughs> Just, just what does that, that mean to you? Why does that catch your fancy? Well, okay, so here's the thing, right? Like, so recently I learned that submarines were, were dropping uh, German soldiers off the off the east coast of the United States, and they made it to mainland. And like, I think two what? or I think two or four of them made it as far as New York City, and they were ultimately caught in New York City. But we were under the impression that that Germans never made it to mainland, but that's not true. So, so yeah, so that that's the part that's crazy, right? Like, here there, there were submarines sinking ships off the coast of North Carolina. They were just merchant ships, right? And then they were letting people off. But I didn't think about the other coast, right? That the Japanese soldiers. I I had heard that something similar where um, a Japanese plane had intended to start a fire in a forest in Oregon and actually crashed this plane there in, in southern Oregon. But I didn't know that they were they actually made it to the islands, but that makes sense because they probably had to take off from somewhere. So if it wasn't from there, maybe it was a boat, but still. That's pretty that's pretty scary to think that. I mean, we didn't, no one knew that. Information didn't travel that fast. So we were under the impression that the war was just happening and over there. Anyways, well, for at least 10 years, and then you have the Freedom of Information then. Growing up in California, the whole Japanese thing is... Intense. It's, it's it's brought up a lot. It's it's both brought up and covered up. Hmm. Like we had Japanese concentration camps. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, Japanese. Uh, we call them internment camps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had we had one. It's, in, it's uh, insane. In Totten as well. Really. Yeah. really weird. There's also uh, Doctor Doctor Seuss, uh, Doctor Soyce, as actually it's supposed to be pronounced. Doctor Seuss. Uh, he did a lot of uh, pol- political cartoons before or during when he did kids books. And they're all pretty great. Peter Geisel. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. That guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to say his real name, which is as crazy as Dr. Seuss. One, <laughs> one of, one of his, one of his uh, pseudonyms was Theodore Le Sage, which is Geisel backwards. Nice. Pretending to be French. Um, yeah, he had a lot of cool political cartoons. Like, I agree with his stance that he's, like, illustrating on all of them. But then there's, like, one where there's this, like, all these like terrible like caricatures of Japanese people just lined up like down the coast, all waiting to like look into a telescope, and it says, and it says, waiting for a signal from home. Oh man! And it's like, dude, 
he's all like, things are bad in Europe, and we gotta go, and we gotta fight, and like, but these Japanese don't trust them. Yeah. The spies within. Yep, it is a shame. That has nothing to do with Prince. Anyway. No, 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 but I mean, no, World War II was happening. Uh, happened. On it's this real. day in birth three, uh, 1788, uh, during the French Revolution, there was a, a, this was the day called the Day of Tiles, when civilians in Grenoble tossed roof tiles and various objects down upon royal troops. I don't really know much more about the context of that, but I think that is fucking hilarious. Is it a thing that they celebrate? I don't no, I don't think this is not like a holiday. <laughs> Sounds like a baby. Speaking of holidays, let's go to births. Uh, Michael Sarah's birthday. <laughs> it's also yeah. what year is that? Uh, I want to say 1991. 88. Really? He's only a year younger than me. Yeah. Hmm. Apparently he's he seems younger. No. He has a very boyish face. Love that, that guy. It's that chin. Michael, if you ever want to be on the podcast, hey, we could do your birthday. Yeah, we've seen you outside of this. Next year. We've seen you outside of the secret yeah. uh, warehouse headquarters, so you can just yeah. pop on in. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, I like this one. In 1972, Carl Urban, the New Zealand actor, was born. I like that guy. Yeah, yeah. He was a good Judge, Judge Dredd. Dredd. He was a great Judge Dredd. Yeah. We've established Far better than Sylvester Stallone. We've established off-podcast that he's not related to Keith Urban. Yes. Yes. Not really. Actually, well, but actually, I think New this Zealand. is. I think this is the third time, if not the fourth. Yeah, time. Yeah, but this is the first time on podcast. <laughs> Correct. Uh, um, I mean, it's, it's weird that they're both famous, but yeah, yeah, and also that it's also weird to discover that Keith Urban is not American as well, making like the most generic, shitty American music he can make, which is pop country. Speaking of World War Two, in 1837, Al- Alois Alois A L O I S. Alois, Alois, I don't know what that is. Alois Hitler, uh, Austri- Austrian civil servant, also Adolf's dad, was born. So good job, dude. You raised yeah. a great kid. Jeez. Thanks. All you had to do was support his artwork, you know? That's all you had to do. <laughs> also teach him not to be so hateful. Well, yeah. But also prevent uh, all the socioeconomic, political <laughs> things that happened. There's a, in yeah, Germany. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> somehow stop the Weimar Republic from, from running a depressed country. I don't know. I don't know any I don't know anything about German politics. Hey, do you know anything about Liam Neeson? Cuz yeah. he was born on this day in 1952. 1952. He's only a, he's only a few years older than Prince. Don't you mean Guai Jin? Yeah. I I prefer to not I think even ever think no, about Qui-Gon Jinn. Why? He's the guy that Are fights. you a prequel fan? You like the prequels? I, no, I don't. But I think like in the world of Obi-Wan's master, I, I like the fact that it was Liam Neeson. Guys, we're going to have to take a break. I think this about wraps it up. He's, he's going to microwave his food. So we gotta take a, we're going to take a quick break. Quick break. Birthday buddies, I'm John Briggs. This is Fig Bar. This is Ricardo, and we are ready to just about wrap things up. Why does Ricardo not get any other last? I didn't, I didn't even get a last name. I didn't give you. A last yeah, name. but you got one. He said John Briggs. I don't sounds, need one. John Briggs sounds like one word. It's because John it Briggs monosyllabic versus Fig Bar. Ricardo. John Briggs. John Briggs. Figbar, Ricardo. I could have said Jonathan, but that's. I mean, that is my name, but I never say yeah. my name. 
I keep calling you that on the podcast. I, mean, I like saying it? Joe Nathan. Yeah. Joe Nathan's nice. Welcome back. Yonsi is a nice one. Oh. Yonsi. Welcome back. That's what Andy's family. Welcome back. Ah. Welcome back to birthday buddies. We're just about done here. Um, uh, <laughs> we want to we wanna just get... get We're to, just getting started. No. We want to get some... Uh, just our just our final thoughts on Prince. I mean, this isn't this isn't your final final thoughts on Prince. Uh, They'll never be my final no. thoughts. No, you're pro- you're probably your last thought will probably be a Prince thought. Probably, yeah. yeah. I think about him every day. It's not a day that goes I'm by that I don't think about Prince. I think I, I need to turn it to you first. What are your final thoughts? Me? Yeah, uh, uh, John Jonathan Brooks. What are your final thoughts on Prince? Favorite songs, I think, is a good thing to go off of, but just any final thoughts. We, I mean, we talked about favorite songs. We right? talked about Ricardo's one favorite song. That's oh, it. And then I mentioned it, and then you ran away to pee. And then, and then <laughs> uh, I, I, I said my favorite song is probably It's Gonna Be Lonely. I like sad songs. You know that. Birthday buddies know that. Um, you know, If You See Her Say Hello is my favorite Dylan song. In Classic song. Jonathan. That's not yeah. my favorite Dylan song. I got yeah, some more Prince I like sad songs, sad songs yeah, for yeah. you. Give me, just load me up a... Uh, Lonely Room. Lonely is a good one. Oh, that's done. Great. Done. Um, that's it. Any other songs or moments? I, I, th- I just think... Facts. I think Prince is great. I think he did. I think it's... Uh, he, 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 he... There's nothing I can say that won't, that, that won't sound trite and, and bullshit, but it's because it's all true. He, he, he broke all kinds of barriers. I mean, he's... He's fucking great. And so I will throw it to people who can be more articulate about Mr. Prince. So, yeah, uh, Prince, uh, sexy, androgynous, mm. rock god. Mm. Uh, favorite songs, uh, hard to do. I mean, we mentioned a lot of them yeah. already. Uh, Pussy Control, I think, is wonderful. It's, uh, I still don't quite understand it, it but, but it, uh, it, it's great. You should look it up. Uh, the chorus is insane. And uh, what else we got? Lemon Crush, which is off of the Batman album, but uh, a lot of—I don't think it was in the movie, and so a lot of people don't know about it. But mm. I put that on a lot of uh, um, mixtapes for the ladies because I still make mixtapes. Yeah, right? you gotta woo them. No, what ladies, are anymore. you making mixtapes for? Well, ladies, yeah, I, like made, I made mixtapes, and then I made mix CDs, and now neither of those exist. But when I did that, Lemon Crush definitely went on there. It was like every time you do me such a rush. Girl, it goes right through me. Lemon crush. That's not the one that goes, Got my spine, I got my lemon crush. No. What's the, who's that? It's an R.E.M. song. Uh-huh. Orange crush. So I like that. <laughs> and like, yeah, there's a lot of 90, 90s ones that are like, uh, Black Sweat is great because that's oh, yeah. like... I guess it's Working older, older now, but like when I first heard that, I was like, "What is this crazy, like '80s Prince song that I've never heard?" And my friend was like, "This came out last year." Yep, uh, that one's really great. Uh, what else we got? Everything on Purple Rain. Purple Rain is just an amazing album. There's like not a bad song on there. I don't think. No, a lot of his albums have some bad songs on there, or not as good. I'm sure Ricardo would wear that differently. No, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, that's a, that's kind of. I remember I was in a bar one time in East Village, and I. I uh, told the bartender, do you have any prints on your iPod? Because she was playing the music. She's like, I think I have one song. I'm like, put it on. Oh, no. So such thing as a bad song. And she put it on, and it was like, I don't even was know. Was it the, like, I don't if know I came what. back as a dolphin? It was, it was weird. It was like some remix. Like, if I came back as a dolphin, <laughs> would you? 
something and it's like what is that man i, I just felt horrible and you know bought an extra beer mm-hmm. and tipped it well because it wasn't it wasn't the jam that i thought it was going to be um i really we talked about we touched on his uh religiousness his religion a little oh, bit yeah. before uh spirituality it's if you listen to a lot of dylan it's really really obvious if you just listen to i guess some of the radio hits it's not as obvious but like He's a giant God-loving, Jesus-loving yeah. person, yeah. but he also writes a bunch of kinky sex songs, and I've always liked that I like, mean, weird overlap. Yeah, God gave but, us like, pleasure, man. That's, the cross hey. is like a crazy, like slow build-up, amazing, intense, emotional song. Uh, Thunder, you know Ooh, Thunder? Yeah. That one, I think that's probably my favorite. Thunder is great because wow. you keep thinking it's over, and then it keeps going, and it has all this like weird like cymbals and sitars and stuff in the background. And it's semi-religious, but not overtly. Right. I like that one a lot. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, Prince. Prince Rogers Nelson. Maybe do a, what's the, what do do you call that when uh, you have to make a... uh, Desert Island. Oh, that's nice. Desert Island? What's your, yeah, Desert Island. Your top five, top five is how Chris Rock would uh, put it. It would be like top five. Or Desert Island, one album. Those are the two questions. Chris Rock would definitely take... A Prince album. I mean, he's a huge, he's a huge Prince fan. Um, gosh, what would I take? That's a great question. Um, I, well, you know, I really like the uh, Ballad of Dorothy Parker. I think that's one of my favorite songs. Uh, I oh, you know what? She's always in my hair. That's a that's a great song, um, which was like a B side of a single for Purple Rain that wasn't actually on the album. There's also another great one uh, called Electric Intercourse. That was intended for Purple Rain, but Beautiful Ones actually took over. And I'd say, as a as like a duo, if you could just play the Beautiful Ones and then go right into Electric Intercourse, that's probably my favorite Prince song. Electric Intercourse. And there's like this crazy cool synth in the background, and he talks about uh, a Technicolor climax, and I really like that. I like that that imagery right there. Um, how do you, how do you feel about the song Scarlet Pussy? You, you know, I, I, I wasn't a big fan of the song, and then I, I went back recently because you talked about it. It's cool. It's weird. Yeah. It's the weirdest I've ever heard by him. I, there might be weirder songs. There might be weirder songs. Uh, I just, I don't know. I think, I think to me it goes back to, uh, it goes back to controversy because that was like one of the early out al- that, that cassette tape, you know? Um, and I think there's a, a song on that one called Tick, Tick, Bang, Bang, um, which has got like a really cool sense thing. And it's like, dun, 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 dun. well, Tick, Tick, Bang, Bang, all over you. Tick, Tick, Bang, Bang, all over you. Yeah, which is, I, I guess, yeah, that's pretty kinky now that I think about it. At the time, I wasn't. I had another thought. We, we talked about how Prince did the, the two, number two, and the letter right. U instead of. And the I. Instead of two and U. Right. And we're like, oh, he's pre-internet. But uh, on the three disc or three cassette Emancipation Emancipation album, uh, he has two computer related songs. One called, uh, I think it's called www.email, but it's E M A L E. Oh. Maybe it's just called email, but the chorus is www.email.com. Do you? Have you ever tried to go to that And website? then he says, Queen takes a pawn. If you go to the if 
in the day, if you went to that website, it would just redirect to Prince's website. Uh, um, I wonder if they. Uh, and he also paid to me to he had another one that was kind of like a weird lonely one, and I, both of them had like modem noises in it. I think, which was like dial up because that that's, that's that all there was. And it was like uh, I scanned my computer looking for a site, somebody to talk to, funny and bright. And again, as a middle schooler with dial-up, I was like, Prince knows where it's at. He's on the internet. Right. And then, and then again, full circle, he's recognized where we are with the internet and be like, it's bad. It's bad. We're all connect. Like, no one's connecting with each other anymore. Everyone wants to go through these virtual things. Yeah, but look at us. We came together. We're talking to each other for an extended day. Uh, right, right. Well, this is human touch, and we're sharing human touch, and that's yeah, important. We're and sharing I think human touch digitally. Digitally, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, so that's any okay. Other, uh, so any other favorite songs or moments? www.email.com is, is, is it about life. Uh, no, the site seems to not work. Uh, we should, we should yeah. I think should birthday buddies should Somebody should buy it. We'll see how much it's got to be a lot of money. Maybe so not. Whoever's sitting on that, I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, birthday buddies, why don't you, uh, why don't you look, out, uh, look into it for us and uh, report back to us? Anybody have any thoughts on Dave Chappelle pretending to be Prince or Prince's side projects like right. uh, like Vanity Six? Right. Anything like that? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think The Family is a great album. Uh, Screams of Passion, if you haven't heard that song, it's something you need to visit. Um, you know, uh, Eric Leeds is a, is a great, great musician, and someone you need, to, you need to know if you don't know that name. Um, I think... Uh, the Prince, the time. I mean, how do you, you know, that, that that wasn't even a band. I mean, pretty much he recorded that entire album and then got this guy Morris Day and was like, "Hey, dude, like, sing these songs." And that the guy was, really, was like, that "Okay." Was, that was Prince. That was Prince. Yeah. The first time album is pretty much pr- there. W- the people that are on the cover of that of that album didn't even record half of the instruments. <laughs> like they performed it, but they didn't even record half of it. Like it was all done like afterwards. Pumpkins, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like nine inch nails. Nine inch nails. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Jamie Star Productions. If you look at a lot of that stuff, that's credited for. for uh, that that was Prince's basically moniker for writing for other people. Albums. He did all the music on anyway, right? Right. I mean, that's that's his thing. Period. I mean, I've see, you've seen videos of him. He can get on a guitar, he can get on a piano, he can go to the drums. It's not really an instrument that I know him that he can't play. To be honest, uh, he, he's just an. I mean, man, we we lost someone on vacation. <laughs> that um, that that you know, I, there is no other. There is no other. Worked a little longer and shouldn't have yeah. taken a vacation. So yeah, soon. no, not at all. You know, uh, but I, you know, the crazy part is that we have the vault. Sense of humor. Sense of humor, right? Like he, he's aware of the cult of his own personality. Of course, o- I think he's okay. I mean, he's obviously somebody who lives in a bubble. But like, yeah, but I don't you want to live? It? I mean, like, don't you want to live? Like, don't you just want to like, be in your own world if you can? Dave, Dave Chappelle making fun of him. And then he came out with that single at one Breakfast point. Breakfast can wait, and used right. the and used, used it as Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And Dave Chappelle was just like touche. Yeah, like you you did it, you got it. That's the whole thing. Did and you ever see him on New Girl? Yes, he was he was great. He gets it, and and even like the the That's look a, at uh, Jonathan Briggs. Yeah. That's a good sound clip. Is a uh, Prince on New Girl, right? Uh, approaching, approaching the main characters. Is it, it I, Zoe? I saw that clip. It looks like it's mostly. No, it's him walking up to them, and they're stunned. And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't give you a chance to freak out." <laughs> and then they freak out. Yeah. Because nice. he's aware. He's aware. Yeah, of course. But he also he's like, "Yeah, sure. I'll be in your show and be Prince and let people freak out at me." 
Well, I mean, he he is he's is, he is definitely an attractive person, but he's also like there's like you have to he he has to like when he looks at himself in the mirror, he can't just be like, oh my god, I want to fuck you. Like he has to be like, it's funny to think that like it's just like everything is about like I don't know. Like I think the sexiness is also it's also kind of a joke. Like everything is kind of a joke. I don't think he's like. This is like life is all about fucking. I think he's just taboo, and I, and I think it's and it's pushing boundaries. And I and I think he, he thinks it's. I think he thinks it's. Fun. I like to believe that he thinks that fucking is a great part of life. Sure, but, but slowly. Just, but if like slowly, he's willing to slow <laughs> love. That's funny. But if like <laughs> that's ridiculous. I think I think Nobody if you're. I don't think any person who is sexy. You're missing out. Who's actually sexy looks at themselves in the mirror and goes like, "Oh yeah, like that's fucking sexy. I want to fuck that." Like being sexy is being sexy to other people, not like in the mirror. Right, unless you're psychotic sure. and then. Well, yeah, but what right. are you saying? You're t- but that's like there's vanity, and I don't think that there's any sort of like. I guess that's my point. Is like I think you're sexier if you don't have vanity. Not that I would be able to tell. Right, but like that. That's the, my assumption. The poster that you have of him, yeah. in the banana hammock, dripping wet. That's yeah. funny. That's a funny image, and I yeah. don't think he thought like. Oh, this is the sexiest image of me. He's it's like I don't know, he might have hair coming out you know, it's like But he also might not have been in charge of that photo shoot. No, I, he That's an old it's, he, an, it's from he, an older album. I, but he's, he's I mean there's an even better one where he's in bed with uh, uh, silk sheets, his rear end is slightly peeking out and he's uh plumber's got butt. Plumber's butt. He's That's got funny. he's got he's got he's got water he's got, butt. <laughs> he's got watercolors. <laughs> And a, and a canvas. He's pa- he's painting in yeah, bed. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we're uh, we're seriously out of time here. Uh, yeah. To, uh, just uh, well, Ricardo. Uh, can I? I just one thing I want to say about Prince that I think really um, sums it up. Uh, Tavis Smiley asked him, um, "Describe Funky," and Prince said, <laughs> "Well, if you could describe it, it ain't funky." And and for me, I think that that's that's it. It's like it's just something indescribable about Prince that that will always exist and live on forever. And um, I hope he comes back from vacation and and creates some more music because uh, man, I'm gonna miss that guy. Me too. Or, or I hope that they at least uh, find some find some st- stuff in his whoever's subletting is uh, vault. Yeah, I hope they find something. Oh, in the meantime, we have decades to uh yeah. continue to enjoy yeah 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 uh ricardo people want to know more about you find you anywhere but how do they do that i know you got some you, comedy videos out there you want to be found you know you know uh um if you want to find me uh how we do that is the name how we do that yeah not to be confused with the mc and that's no each. disrespect to whoever you are do that that's not how you spell it is d-u-d-a-t and uh, do you want to spell it? It's Howie, like Howie. H-O-W-I-E. Right, do that, D-U-D-A-T. Okay. So you can, you know, Googleize that, and um, you might find some things to make you laugh, make you not laugh, inspire you to go outside and smell some trees, <laughs> whatever's smell good. Smell some trees or smoke some trees? I mean, you smell them first, and then uh-huh. and then you can smoke them to help you appreciate smelling them more. Or you can eat them if they're avocado trees. Right, or if you can, you or you can eat, eat the them. the tree part, though. I mean, maybe you can. 
What, eat the fruit what, of the tree, motherfucker. Yeah, that's part of the tree. No, it isn't. Like, what is the tree and what isn't the tree, right. man? The, the fruit that falls off of it ain't the tree no more. Yeah, but, it, I mean, so when a leaf falls off and I eat the leaf, is that not part of the tree? You shouldn't eat leaves. Unless it's like, uh, I can't think of a edible leaf from a tree. Banana leaves? So how, oh, yeah. They steam, yeah, no, yeah. They steam, I don't, they steam <laughs> them. I don't know if I... How we, how we do that? How we do that. Where can we find that? On the gram. Is that dot com? On the yeah, gram. Oh, there's, there's a how we do that dot com. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know where that is going to direct you these days because I'm always changing it. But uh, <laughs> Hey, it's a mystery. Yeah. You'll, you'll go to someplace cool, something I like. You know. Find out, birthday buddies. Yeah. Please. I'm out there. Jonathan Briggs. Yeah. Where do you want people to look at you? Oh, you know, uh, please, uh, please, uh, please just talk to me on Twitter. That's the only thing that I like. Tweet them. On the internet. My name is Figbar. You can find me at bashfulgraphics.com. Bashful as in shy. Graphics as in pictures. Did ba- you just start that by saying my name is Figbar? Yeah. All right. Well, what if they didn't know who was talking? This is roll call. Roll call. My name is Figbar, and I'm here to say that you can find me on Bashful Graphics, okay? Can I finish? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and there, uh, you can be redir- redirected. Ugh. Thanks. Why don't you take that from the top? <laughs> uh, by, the way, by the way... You can just introduce me there. By the way, you cut me off before I even said my uh, Twitter handle, but that's fine. Cause oh, I thought you were done. Three, the only people that would know me, uh, I mean, listen to this, would already know my Twitter handle. Rewind. So, Jonathan, where do you want, where do you want people to... Where do you want people to find you? On Twitter at Save John Briggs. S A V E J O N B R I G G S. I I didn't get all that. Can you do that again? At Save John Briggs. S A V E J O no H N B R I double G S. The important thing here to remember is no H. But, Birthday buddies. But I did a cl- clever Joe thing where Nathan. I put an H in my in the you know you can change your name on Twitter. So there's an H in there. So if you look for at Save John Briggs, you might if you put in an H accidentally, you might find me anyway. So you're welcome. Win win. Starring Paul Giamatti. <laughs> um, Figbar, where can people talk to you and and see all your beautiful artwork and stuff? Oh, the easiest way is to go to bashfulgraphics.com. That is bashful as in shy, graphics as in pictures. Uh, from there, you can be redirected to uh, a few wonderful places like Society6, oh, no, Redbubble. Redbubble store to buy some things. Mm-hmm. You can be redirected to my Twitter, to my, to my. I don't even remember what's on there. Maybe Instagram is on there. Maybe my Instagram is private. Don't look at my pictures. They're none of your business. Maybe you're but, not even here right now. But maybe you should just go to bashfulgraphics.com and see see what you see. Probably a lot of blushing Botticelli babies. All right, that about wraps it up here at Birthday Buddies. Thank you for listening to our celebration of Prince's uh, fifty-eight years on this planet. I'm gonna uh, sing. A, I'm gonna sing it. Oh, sorry. Do we sing Happy Birthday? No, I. Uh, I, I got a thing to say after you're done. Okay, all right. Ricardo, Once you're all done. Thank you so, from, so thank much. Thank you. Thank you for, for having us. me. Thank you for having um, me. Uh, it was great, and you you made a a, a wonderful uh, what do you call a second? You wanted, made a wonderful second episode. That's the what you call it. it. That's what you I call it. Sophomore release. Sophomore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sophomore <laughs> episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, Figbar has a thing he wants to do, and we'll go out on that.
Oh, it's Prince's Day. Wait, actually, I need. To, how old is he today? Uh, 58 years old. 58. Oh, it's Prince's Day. Happy birthday, happy birthday. It's Prince's Day. And today's 58. Can he blow them out? All the candles, all the candles. Can he blow them out? All the candles on the cake. I want to hear how cool that sounds with bass. <laughs>